is a message produced by Shalom Christian Fellowship in Ireland to bless the body of Christ. Today I want to, to talk about some very important aspect of the Christian life. Is your heart open to God? Amen? I said to you that I want to talk about some very important aspect in the Christian life. And many Christians have neglected this aspect in the Christian life. And the word of today is a word to exhort you, but also that's going to help you to face many troubles that you are facing. And because of this neglect, many people who were baptized in the past, who were unsaved, and now they are lost. And now they became just churchgoers. Do you know some people, they just go to church, but they don't have any more Sorry. And, and I want to, the today's message is don't give up. Okay? Don't give up. Okay? Look to the person next to you and say, don't give up. Yes, don't give up. <laughs> yeah, this is so important. Why I am preaching that? Because I have seen many people, they started a good life with God, but then in the middle, they gave up. And today I want to speak about the importance of perseverance, patience, persistence, and waiting. Oh, I know it's going to be a good word for your heart. Because many people, they don't know how to wait. They are no patient. <laughs> and they, all of these aspects, they are different, but they are the same, they, they are connected and must be present in every Christian. And I am talking about perseverance, patience, persistence, and waiting. And I want to start talking about waiting. Who here likes to wait? Raise up your hand, please. <laughs> Why? We are the fast food generation. Quick, everything quickly. We want everything quick, instantly. If we go to somewhere, uh, in somewhere, and we are waiting, then we start complaining. I have my rights. <laughs> and some people act like that with God. And say, God, you have just more one day to answer me. <laughs> yeah, but you are going to learn in the Bible that doesn't work like that, sorry. <laughs> But Christian life doesn't work in this rush. 
the importance of waiting is almost always overlooked in the contemporary, in the contemporary church today. In the church today, the people don't know how to wait anymore. And wait is one essential part of our preparation for the Lord's return and our encounter with Jesus. What did I say? What? Waiting is an essential part of our preparation for the Lord's return and our encounter with Jesus. I want to show you Hebrews 9, 28, that says, So Christ was offered oath to bear the sins of many to those who eagerly wait for him. He will appear second time apart from sin for salvation. And I have a question. To whom will he appear? To whom will he appear? What? Look. I'm going to read it to you. Put the verse again and read it. To those who eagerly wait for him, he will appear second time. To whom will he appear? To those who eagerly wait for him. Are you eagerly waiting for Jesus? Are you eagerly waiting for his return? Are you eagerly waiting for that day when you are going to see him face to face? Because he said he's going to return just for those who eagerly wait for him. Do you, do you really love Jesus? Yes. yes. Do you really desire to be with him? Yes. Are you eagerly waiting for him? Yes. Is your heart burning with the desire to meet him? And to be received by him as a faithful servant. In that day, when, they, when you're going to be before him, and, and he's going to say, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the kingdom. Are you eagerly waiting? Beloved brothers, since I born again, 37 years ago, I am eagerly waiting, waiting. 37 years, I am waiting. And I don't want to stop waiting. But nowadays, things should be very quick. We are this fast food generation. We want to receive everything quick. When the Lord returns, he will expect to hear something more from us. Then, it's nice to have you back. <laughs> Think. Jesus returned, and then the Christian, huh, hi Jesus. It's nice to have you back. <laughs> wow. 
your heart should be burning, full of love. And, you, and then when you look at him and say, Jesus, I was waiting for this day for many years. I kept, I kept my life holy. I was tempted. It was hard, but I was waiting for you. Then this, this is how you should live every day, waiting for him, for his return. If we are, are eagerly waiting for him, you have more than that. You're going to have more than that to say. Then you're going to say, wow, it was worth Jesus. I was waiting for you for all these years. And I want you to read Matthew 24, 13 and 14. Matthew 24, that says, let's read all together. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. As this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all of the world as a witness to all the nations, then the end will come. My beloved brothers, if you read out the text, Jesus was speaking about all the problems and troubles that are coming on the nations in the end times. And then he says, he was speaking about the end times, and then he says, he who endures it to the end, who endures it to the end, you'll be saved. Beloved brother, Jesus was very clear. Those who endure to the end will be saved. I have a question. Who will be saved? The one who has endured it all until the end. Endured all. All temptation. Endured all troubles. How hard the circumstances. But you kept your faith in him. So the point is. You are saved now. But to stay saved. You have to endure. Did you get the point? Did you get? You are saved now. But for you to stay saved. You have to endure. Until the end. Look to the person next to you and say, for you to be saved, you have to endure until the end. Yeah. It's not Pastor Marshall that said, Jesus. Not Pastor Marshall. Jesus said. Yeah. And I want you to read now Luke 21, 19. I want you to read in three different versions. Luke 21, 19. In three different versions. First, the uh, New King James, I'm going to read first. Let's read all together. By what? But patience possess your souls. Ah, then you have to be patient. Mm, by patience, you, you possess or you're going to save your soul. Let's read. 
ERV version now. Let's read all together. You will save yourself by continually strong in our faith through all these things. Ah, you're going to be saved if you continue strong in your faith. Let's read now ESV version. Let's read. By your endurance, you will gain your lives. Or Jesus is saying, my beloved brothers, that by your endurance, you will save your soul. It's not because one day you prayed, or you, you prayed a prayer, and say, Lord, I accept you, and you are saved. By your endurance until the end. Not because one day I, I prayed, or maybe I was baptized in water. No. Jesus said, by your endurance, by your patience, you need to be patient. You need to wait. It's not just because one day it's all done, or because of one prayer. Without endurance. Please, look what I'm going to say to you. Without endurance and without patience, you will be lost. Because he said, Jesus said, those who persevere, those who endure until the end will be saved. And without endurance and without patience, you will be lost. Jesus said that, not Pastor Mars, again. <laughs> Do you know how can you, uh, now it's the best part. <laughs> Do you know how can you have endurance and, patient and patience? Who here knows? No, it's not what Jesus, I'm going to teach another thing. How do you know, how can you have great endurance? Great endurance. Because prayer is about temptation. But how can you have great endurance or patience? Would you like to know? Yeah. Who would you like to know? Okay, let's go. James 1, chapter 1, verse 2 to 4. Here it's going to say very clear. How, how can you have endurance and patience? Patience. Let's read all together. Dear brothers and sisters, when what trouble of any kind come your way, consider it one opportunity for great joy. For you know that, look, when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. And when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect, complete, needing nothing. Wow. This is the point. When you face very trials, various trials and troubles, maybe you don't complain. Maybe. <laughs> but most of the people of God, when they are in trouble, what they should do? Complain, give up, and say, 
Why God? Why God? Why that's happening with me? But here, it's saying that when we face troubles, it's not just for you not to complain, but we certainly don't count, count it joyful occasions. Okay? So we have to confess that as a sin. Why? Because what James said, the, the, back the verse, please. Let's read, uh, let's see again. What he said, because the testing of our faith produce what? Endurance. Say with me, the test of my faith produce endurance. The test of my faith produce perseverance. The test of my faith produce patience. My beloved brothers, when you are going to read the Bible, I was studying this Bible this week. All these words, patience, endurance, perseverance, all of them are translated the same, in the same text. Because the meaning is the same. It's interesting. I was studying, and King James said, one thing, patience. The other versions are endurance, but it's the same. I have observed in the New Testament that every time a Christian goes through a, some trial, it's actually a test of their faith. What did I say? Every time a Christian goes through some trouble, trials, some circumstance, is actually test of their faith. It may, it may, it, it takes some different forms, but what is being tested is your faith. Yes. Yeah. James said, let endurance do its perfect work. Because when you are going to trouble and you persevere, you stand firm. And I am preaching to you, never give up. Don't give up. Because I have seen many Christians, they start well. But in the middle of the problem, they gave up. Many people start a good life, but then when troubles come, problems, they give up. Your faith has been tested, and many Christians, they are failing. They fail. How many of you want to be perfect and complete, lacking nothing? How many of you? I want to be perfect and complete. Lacking nothing. But what's the condition? What's the condition? Endurance. This is the condition. By endurance of your faith, you are going to be perfect, complete, and lacking nothing. But many people, when they are in the middle of the trouble, they start saying, oh God, or I don't go anymore to church. I'm not going to my cell meeting. I'm going to stop. Oh, there is only one way to learn endurance. <laughs> Do you know 
What is it? Enduring. <laughs> enduring, yeah? There is one one day, one one way to learn endurance. Enduring. <laughs> or persevering. Also, another word in the Bible that is used in the Bible instead of endurance, because I was, this week I was reading different translations of the Bible, and another word used is for enduring, endurance is long-suffering. <laughs> long-suffering is endurance. Yeah. And do you know how, how you could learn long-suffering? By suffering. <laughs> yeah. How can you learn long-suffering? By suffering. How many of you would you like to suffer? Oh, oh. But how are you going to be complete? How are you going to have a good faith if you don't suffer? Please don't listen to some gospel. The, the people, pastors are teaching that Christian cannot suffer. Christian cannot go to trouble. Christian cannot suffer. Christian cannot get sick. Christian cannot get unemployed. This is a lie. I can guarantee you the, the better time in my life it was when I was in troubles. You know me, how many experiences I have told you that I myself had with God. Many of you knows. Many experiences that I have told you in supernatural things happened in my life. And do you know when these things happened? Yes. When I was suffering. When I was crying, when I was suffering, and I said, Jesus, I am in pain, but I believe you. You are my redeemer. Like Job said, I, my redeemer lives, and he will raise up in my favor. Yes. I am suffering pain today. Yes. The pain can last the whole night, but rejoice comes in the morning. But there is a point. Sometimes you, this morning or this night can take weeks. Sometimes this, this night can take months. Sometimes this night can take years, years. Ah, hey, Gloria, hallelujah. Ah, yeah. Hallelujah. People ask me, sometimes people come to me and say, Pastor, please pray for me, pray for me, please. Uh, pray, pray, for, pray for me because of my job. Because I cannot stand with my boss. I cannot stand my boss. My boss is a terrible person. And sometimes I say to them, oh, sorry, I can't pray for that. <laughs> because God is using your boss to transform you. Amen. 
Sometimes they, God is using your boss because you are not patient. You are in a rush every time and God is using your boss in your, your trouble to make you perfect. Amen. Amen. To transform you. <laughs> and sometimes... Because, like, I don't want to offend people. I pray, but I say this prayer is not heard. <laughs> I know. Sometimes, because, uh, you know, I am pastor. And if I say, no, I'm not going to pray for you, the people say, my pastor is very bad, bad pastor. <laughs> and then what I do? I pray. But when I finish, I said, sorry, God. <laughs> I know. The problem is... It's her. It's not her boss. The problem is he, not the boss. Please, don't give up your job. Start talking against your boss, your, your job. Or don't change job. Change yourself. Amen. Like some people say, come to me and say, Pastor, no, my wife is terrible. I want to divorce. <laughs> No, 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 no. You have the wife that you deserve. Yeah. God is dealing with you. Yeah. And some women say, oh, my, my husband. Oh, it's terrible, Pastor. I want to divorce. No, 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 no. I don't do this prayer. You have the, the husband that you deserve. You said yes. Then it's yes to the end. Those who go and faithful to endure the triple S to the end, you'll be saved. <laughs> Amen? Yeah. Hallelujah. You need to learn endurance. Amen? Say to the person next to you, you need to learn endurance. Don't trap Don't try to change people. Change yourself. Because God is using people to transform you. The problem is not people, it's you. The problem is not, not your boss. Some people they are changing from place to another place, from another place, another place. And then at the end of his life, oh, I was the problem. Amen. Let's turn now to the book of James again. Because the book of, I love the book of James. I love it. <laughs> the book of James is a powerful book. Please read the book of James. You are going to learn a lot. Let's go to the end of, because we have no time. Now I'm going to show you how endurance, how endurance is connected to the preparation of the coming of the Lord. Amen? Endurance is the preparation for you to see the Lord. Those, those who doesn't have endurance in their lives, I'm not sure that you are going to see one day the Lord. Let's see James 5, verse 7. Let's read all together. I told you, patience, endurance, perseverance is the same word in the Bible. Let's read now James 5.7. All together, please. Be, be what? Patient. Then brothers and sisters, not just sisters, okay? Brothers and sisters. Until, be patient until 
next year, until next month, until Lord's coming. See how the farm waits for the land to yield its valuable crop. Patiently waiting, patiently waiting for the autumn and the spring rains. Wow, patiently waiting. Oh, then you have to wait patiently. Verse 8. You too? You too? You too? You too? Not just your brother or your neighbor, okay? You too? Be patient and stand firm or persevere because the Lord's coming is near. Don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or your boss or your wife. No. Or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. Brothers and sisters. As what? One example of patience in the face of suffering. Oh, again. Patience in the face of suffering. Take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. Because why? The prophets in the past, they suffered a lot. Verse 8, and as you know, we count as blessed those who, who have persevered. You have heard of what? Job's perseverance. And have seen what the Lord finally brought out. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Hallelujah. The word we see in all, it's many, many, all this verse here is patience. <laughs> then this is why, and these three words, they are all related. Patience, perseverance, and endurance. Patience, Perseverance and endurance. All of them have their place in the Christian life. But many Christians, they don't have endurance, don't have perseverance, and they don't have patience because they don't know how to wait when they are suffering, when they are in trouble. And if you don't have, what do you need to learn? Louder, please. Suffering. <laughs> Patience. Do you know what is patience? These three words, they are linked, but they, they are different, but they are totally linked. What is patience? Do you know what is it? Is it? Patience is essentially doing nothing. <laughs> yeah. Patience is doing nothing. Because when you go to the bank and there is a long queue, what do you do? What do you have to do? Nothing. Nothing. When you are cooking at home, and then the electricity gone, and, and, and the, 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 the food is on the cook, you are cooking, and the electricity is gone, and you don't have like another thing to, to use, okay? No microwave, nothing, nothing. What do you have to do? Huh. 
You have to? To wait. <laughs> and suddenly, you have to wait for one hour, two hours, three hours. Just it. When the electricity comes, what do you think? Wow, electricity is so good. <laughs> How I depend on electricity. Did you know Jesus is so good? And we are waiting for him. When he comes back, Jesus, I was waiting for you. <laughs> you are so powerful without you, you cannot live. Patience is essentially doing nothing. And God shows a lot of patience also. Peter said that the patience of God waited in the days of Noah. Did you know that God didn't do anything for 120 years? Did you know that? God just waited. 120 days. But perseverance, on the other hand, is doing something and persistently doing it. What is perseverance? Is doing something and persistently doing it. It's keeping on going, not stopping. Not giving up. Keep it persisting. This is perseverance. What is endurance? Do you know what means endurance? Endurance, uh, the Greek meaning is remaining under. Remaining under. So that whatever you are under, a lot of pressure... You remain there and don't try to escape. Yeah. You are under a pressure. Pressure, don't try to escape. Because God is, do, is dealing with you. Amen? Amen. God is working in you. It's not, it's not your husband, your problem, not your wife, not your boss, not the government uh, that is uh, my this government or that manager or uh, no. God is dealing with you. Amen. Look at you, the person next to you and say, sorry to say, but God is dealing with you. Sorry to say, but you are the problem. Sorry. God is dealing with you. Okay? <laughs> these three aspects, these three aspects that we are speaking of the Christian conduct. Patience, patience, perseverance, and endurance, they are all involved in the preparation of the coming of the Lord. Amen? When I say the coming of the Lord, because maybe I'm not going to see the Lord coming. Maybe I'm going to die. But when I say the coming of the Lord, it's one day we are going to be in front of him, face to face. You're going to see him. Amen? Maybe he's going to come next week. All of us are going to see him, but not what I'm talking. The return of the Lord is the day when you're going to meet your Savior, your Lord. 
And I also about when I talk about this patience, perseverance, and, and mostly patience, I find out that for most men, where is the man here? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I found that most men, patience can be one of the most hardest things to achieve. Am I right? Or not? Mm. And I think women, women are better at patience than men. I think. But not that you are perfect. I'm not saying that. <laughs> at patience, you are better, okay? Mm -hmm. When you read this verse above, you, you found that the theme, when you are reading James 5, that verse that we read, the theme is patience, perseverance, and endurance. And that is a pattern uh, for the people of God who are preparing to see Jesus one day. If you want to see Jesus, you need that. Without it, it's impossible. And the Bible is very clear. If you, you don't have patience, perseverance, and endurance, you can lose all of what God has promised you. This is what the Bible says. Only the one who has endured to the end will be saved. Amen? Only those who endure to the end will be saved. You know what I have noticed about trials, God's trials? Do you know what I have noticed? I'm going to tell you, God, he hardly ever tells you, like, look, this is a trial, my son. This is a trial that I am giving you. And this trial is going to last six months. Never, ever, you're going to hear from God that. <laughs> Sometimes you start one trial and you start praying, say, oh, in one week it's solved. In one week I have my blessing. Ah! Huh. This one week, sometimes it's one month, then become one year, then two years, three years, four years, and I'm going to show you. Uh, some of us, if God said that uh, six months, it was the time, it, just think about if God come to you and say, my son, my daughter, you are going to have a, a great trial, big trouble. It's going to last six months. What would you do? You say, I, I have to wait six months. After six months, everything solved. But do you know what happened? Pay attention. God doesn't say to us that's going to last six months. But some people, after five months and 29 days, they give up. Yeah. They start praying, praying with strong faith. If you knew that just more one day you would receive, what would you do? <laughs> this is our problem. We don't know. We are not patient. We don't know how to wait. 
Waiting is the one of the tests which God will almost always subject the servants he intends to use. I'm going to say again. Let's read all together. Waiting is one of the tests which God will almost always subject the servants he intends to use. I'm going to show you now in the Bible. I'm going to talk now about Abraham. Abraham. You know this story. Do you know the story of Abraham? Yeah. God said to him, I'm going to make you a great nation. I'm going to give you a son. And you will be the head of a unique and a precious nation. Right? God said to him, I have another question to you. How long did Abram have to wait for this? How long did Abram have to wait? <laughs> 25 years. Can you imagine? If God goes to you and say, look, God, today, you are praying at home, and suddenly you listen to God's voice. And God goes to you and say, My dear son or daughter, I'm going to use you. And you are going to see many miracles happening in the next days, days. Just wait. <laughs> this is what Abraham heard from God. And it lasted how many days? <laughs> 25 years. <laughs> mean, but in this time, meanwhile, his dear wife, Sarah. Oh, sometimes wife is a blessing. <laughs> oh. oh, Sarah, Sarah tried to help him. God, oh, God, this takes a long time. I can solve your problem, my husband. I can solve your problem. Because God said, but I think God's not working. I think God is too much busy. But Abraham, I'm going to give you a good advice. I have my servant. She's a beautiful woman. Can you see? Sleep with her. Have a child. And then you're going to have a child. Then husband, mm, oh, yeah. Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. But uh, if you, if you, Liz, Herm, she said, sleep with her, have a child. But later, she changed her mind and she demanded of him, get, get rid of this child. I don't want this child here. Huh? She said, sleep with her, have a child. Ah, then you're going to have a baby. Then later, what she said, I don't want this child. This is the counsel of the flesh. The counsel of the flesh. Many of you are receiving not God's counsel. Not God's counsel. The counsel of the flesh. And when you receive the counsel of the flesh, you are going to receive the consequences. Because it, you didn't receive from God. It's your flesh. 
Oh, it's a good idea. I should go. Then you wait. Just wait. But Abraham became the man he was by waiting. What did I say? Abraham became the man he was by waiting. He had to watch his wife go past the age of childbearing and still wait. Can you imagine? The Bible says, of course, he had that trouble with that child, but then he said, Lord, I did a mistake, but he kept faithful, waiting on God. And it, it amazed me that Abraham is so highly rated in the Bible. What, what did he ever do, Abraham? Because when we read the Bible, he was just a prosperous cattle farmer that came from Hur, and then walking in the air of the East Mediterranean, looking after his flocks, just. He did nothing very dramatic or spiritually, if you see. Until when he was willing to offer his son Isaac as a sacrifice. I, I, sometimes I am asking, why? Abraham uh, could cause God to esteem him so highly that Abraham was called friend of God. Can you imagine? Can you imagine people saying about you, Carlos, you are friend of God. Yeah. Like, Michael, you are friend of God. Or Sandra, you are friend of God. Paul, you are friend. Can you imagine the people looking at you and saying that you are a friend of God? And the Bible says, Abram, he was called friend of God. But what he did for me, one of the ways he earns God's favor, it was by waiting. Endurance. He waited for 25 years. 25 years, it's a life. Some of you are going to lose God's favor if you don't wait. Okay? What did I say? Some of you are going to wait to lose God's favor because you don't wait. There is time for everything. Some people, they cannot wait for a wife to get married. And they, they are doing wrong things. You are going to lose God's favor. Some people, they are not listening God. They are obeying their own flesh. And you are going to lose God's favor. Let's go. Oh, time. It's always fighting against time. Another example. I, I, I gave the introduction of the word, and now I'm going to go to the <laughs> Another example, I'm, I'm kidding, okay? It's not, it's not true. 
<laughs> Don't be scared. <laughs> this part. Oh, because it's my last preaching until I go for holiday. Now today I'm going to preach for two hours. Okay. <laughs> I'm finishing. Another example is Joseph. There is one psalm that speaks about the life of Joseph. Psalm 105:17. Let's read all together. He, look, he sent a man before then. Who is this man? Joseph, who was sold as a slave. They hurt his feet with feathers, and he was laid in irons. Look now, until the time that his word came to pass. The word of the Lord tested him. Wow. See, can you see, my blood brother, how the Lord tested Joseph? Can you see how the Bible says God tested Joseph? And how God tested Joseph? First, what God gave to him? A promise. Did you remember? The dreams that he had, God spoke to him. God, the Lord promises something glorious. And soon after that, everything goes the opposite way. <laughs> God said, I'm going to bless you. You're going to be blessed. All your brothers, all your family are going to bow down before you. And they say, wow. And he had a nice, a nice blazer that his father gave him. And he always hey, hallelujah, my blessing is coming, hallelujah. And suddenly what happened? He was sold as a slave. And then he was there, and then later, he went to prison in Egypt. Wow, where is the word of God? God told, I'm going, I'm going to bless me. What is the, the word of God? Instead of becoming a ruler, he ends up in a jail in the Egypt. This looks familiar to you in your life? <laughs> Sometimes you are expecting something nice, good, better, and then the things get worse. <laughs> God is working, and he's testing us. <laughs> What was God doing with Joseph? Testing him. What was the test? What was the test? Endurance, waiting. Wow, long suffering. He had to wait, wait, many years. He had to wait for 16, 17 years. Let's look to another person, Moses. I have just more 10 people to talk about. Let's go. <laughs> no, Moses, I, I think it's the last one. I, yeah. <laughs> Moses. Numbers 12, 3. Let's read all together. Now, the man Moses was... Very meek, wow, very meek, above all the men which were up on the face of the earth. The Bible says that Moses was the meekest man on earth. How did Moses learn meekness? Do you know how? 
by waiting 40 years. By waiting 40 years. Because we know that he was not a meek man in the beginning. We know. Because when, when he was there, and then God said, you are going to deliver my people. He said, yes, I am the man. And then when he saw an Egyptian there, then he killed an Egyptian by his own hands. And God said, hmm, you think you know, you don't know anything. I need to treat with your heart. Somebody asked, why did God keep Moses waiting for 40 years? Do you know why? Do you know, do you know why God keep Moses waiting for 40 years? The answer is very simple. Because he couldn't do it in 39 years. <laughs> it's simple. God will not stop until the testing is complete. Amen? God will not stop. When Moses, pay attention what I'm going to say. When Moses first thought he could deliver Israel out of the Egypt, he was a very arrogant young man. This was the truth. And he was called by God. He had many things to, to, to do and to learn first. For 40 years later, he was the meekest man on earth. And, and no one except Jesus has ever exercised such authority as Moses did. He had a calling. God spoke to him. But he had to wait 40 years. If you want to, uh, I want to finish him, teaching something to you. Would you like to have authority that comes from the Lord? If you want it to be used, would you like to be used by God? Yes? You know what you need to cultivate in your life? Meekness. Meekness. Because Moses was not a meek, the meekest person on earth in the beginning. He became later. Many years later. God cannot, God cannot trust his authority to the arrogant, proud, and self-asserted. And I am talking about myself. I have suffered a lot to learn many things in my own life. And, and you know the condition for the promotion in the kingdom of God? You know? You know the condition for you to be promoted in the kingdom of God? Do you know? It's very easy. I'm going to give you Matthew 23, 11. Whoever serves you like a servant is the greatest among you. People who think they are better than others will be made humble. But people who humble themselves will be made great. Amen. Everyone who humbles himself will be exalted. On the other hand, if you exalt yourself, you'll be, be, you'll be the base. And you have a choice. 
That's one unchanged law that governs the universe. People say that some people, they break God's law. But this is not true. Did you know that you, you, you don't break God's law? This is not true. We don't break God's law. God's law break us if you break them. Yeah. You cannot break God's law. But God's law breaks you. Let's stand up, please. Also, I didn't speak about David. Also, David, God said to God anointed him. He was anointed to be the king of Israel. But what happened? He was running from Saul. Because God was dealing with David also. And he said that I am like a dead dog. And why God permits circumstances like that in my life, in David's life, in your life? Why God permits that? Why? Because he's testing you. God is testing you, your faith. You, have, you need to have a perseverance. You need to have a patience. You need to have a perseverance. You need to endure suffering. And then you are going to be complete. You are going through some troubles in your life. God is testing you. God is testing you. Pay attention. If I could say something now to all of you, I want to say God is testing you. Because many times God spoke to me, Marshall, I am testing your heart. I am testing your heart. Please close your eyes. God is speaking. I know God spoken to your heart. You are going through many difficulties, hardship. And I want to say one thing from God. God loves you. God has a promise for your life. He's going to use you in the future. God has many things to do through you. But you need to wait. To wait. You need to persevere. You cannot give up in the middle. Don't give up. Because you are in a test. Listen what I'm saying to you, to you. You are in a test. Don't give up. Because God is faithful. I can guarantee you, God is faithful. And God will not make the things easy for you. To deliver you from all the hardship. No. Because God has a beautiful calling for your life. And he's working your heart. And you need to say, Lord, I, here I am. You need to wait. You need to persevere. You need to endure. You need to have persistence. Let's pray. God, Father, 
you have said those who persevere until the end will be saved, Lord. Lord, I pray for all of us here, all those who are listening to me right now, people that are suffering, I pray for those who is in pain right now. I pray for all, all of them that, that their faith has been tested, Lord. Lord, strengthen them, Lord. Help them to overcome this test, Lord. Until the time that you are going to fulfill what you promised, Lord. Lord, help us to persevere, Lord. And earnestly wait for you. Wait for your return, Lord. Lord, in Jesus' name, help us to wait like Abraham. 25 years and he didn't give up, Lord. Lord, you cannot trust uh, your authority to the arrogant, Lord, to the proud. Please, I pray, change our hearts, change my heart, and give us a humble heart, Lord. I do pray, give us a good heart. Holy Spirit, help us to have patience. Help us, endurance, to have persistence. Meekness, Lord. Humbleness, Lord. This is my prayer. Lord, Holy Spirit, help those who are right now in the middle of a test. Help them, Lord. Help those then, Lord, to endure suffering. Help them, Lord, in order to endure suffering and to enter in the promise that you have promised to them, Lord. This is my prayer. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen and amen. May the Lord bless you and, and keep you. And please, never give up. Don't give up. Persevere to the end and you'll be saved. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. Glory to God.